Hey everyone, I'm Johnny. I'm Victoria. Welcome to Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. Each week, we'll discuss a featured cookbook. And we'll rank each book in a variety of categories, including food photography and styling, degree of difficulty, and of course, taste. This week's featured cookbook is... Home Style Cookery by Maddie Matheson. Hey, Victoria. Hi, Johnny. Happy Monday. <laughs> We're changing things up a little bit this week. We are. Um, this was a weekend. It was a really, usually at the beginning of every Monday morning, I wake up and I'm like, oh, time to get back to it. And I didn't this have- This was probably a little break for you. Oh, I didn't have any of that today because we just kept going. We did something related to cooking the books every day this weekend, shot a lot of stuff. Labor of love. Made a lot of food. Yep. Well, we'll jump into that in a second. Uh, welcome to episode 17 of Tasty Pages, a podcast from Cooking the Books. A couple of housekeeping things to get out of the way per usual. Um, if you go to our webpage and click on the store tab, that will direct you to our Amazon.com affiliate page. And we've got a couple different things there. First of which being kitchen essentials for home cooks. And that's just some cleverly curated collections of cooking yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ran out of I ran out of alliteration. Sorry. <laughs> nice try. Um, but it's a great way for you to pick up a gift for yourself or the home cook in your life. Uh, it doesn't cost you a penny more. We do not get paid from any of these companies. They're just items that we own and love and use in our kitchen. And we get a few pennies in return. And then we also have a cookbook section there. And that just uh, highlights uh, our favorites of uh, books that we featured on the Cooking the Books Instagram. So it's a way you can support us and get a little something in return. Um, All right. Victoria. Yes, Johnny. What did we just finish? Uh, We just finished The Chilean Kitchen by Pilar Hernandez and uh, Eileen Smith. Um, Actually finishing that tonight. We are. We got ribs in the we're oven. Having some ribs, and yep. we're both just kind of dying right now. Yep, the smell is killing us. <laughs> we're so hungry. <laughs> we might have this be like a fifteen-minute uh, episode, and we'll just get to stuff in our face with delicious ribs. Cool story, bro. Got to yep. go eat. Yep, you'll understand, <laughs> right, dear listeners. Um, um, yeah, and then uh, we also finished another fun project coming up that uh, I'm very excited about. Hit the, me. It's the Home Bar Guide to Tropical Cocktails by Kelly Riley and Tom Morgan. And um, we've had this book for about a year. And we haven't done anything. And just with had it. every intention of getting around to it. I would occasionally page through it and get inspired. And uh, we finally decided to dive into it for an upcoming feature. Tiki drinks. Yeah. And here's the thing the, the re- I think the reason why we didn't really get into it is because when we drink cocktails, when we have cocktails, we tend to be more simplistic. Yes. We'll do a Manhattan or I'm a big fan of the vodka martini. When you start using a lot of juices and simple syrups and stuff, that leads to the worst hangover ever. All that sugar. Yes. Um, Well, and... Obviously, we can't be, I mean, we could, but we wouldn't get anything else done, but we can't be drinking every night. So we limit our drinking usually (laughs) to weekends. And that means for a book like this, we have to kind of break it up over several weeks. And to help out with this one, uh, we reached out to our friend Alan, who has a 
place here in Chicago called the Outpost. He does a lot of uh, like virtual classes and in-person classes when available, and basically like cocktails. And- well, he has like a mobile mobile co- cocktail truck, like yeah. a tiki truck. Yeah. Which, hello, that is so smart. I mean, yep. I mean, maybe not right now. It's doing anything. Yeah. Nobody can do anything right now. Um, but yeah, and we actually met him. Um, he was teaching a class. Yeah, at, we did an event with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so it was great fun, really nice guy. Stayed in touch. Yep. And he uh, mixed us up uh, three different drinks because he will sell like large format batches of mm-hmm. his own cocktails. So he mixed us up three drinks, which made uh, made shooting this a lot easier since yes. I didn't have to make them myself. He was the first person we thought of when yep. we started working through this book, and we love bringing in people to collaborate with, um, and it was just made all the more special because he's local here to Chicago. So I guess enough about that book because we'll be featuring that uh Sometime soon. Mm-hmm. So, what um, are we? What are we work on, working on next? So, I think we had mentioned this previously in a in a different episode, but we're finally getting around to uh, "Cook with Me" by Alex Scornicelli, which I'm very excited about. We've done one recipe from there, and then we'll be continuing to work on that this week. So, that's another one that'll be uh, coming up Wait, on the Instagram. What did we make from there? Mold wine, dude. Oh. Everything just runs yep. together because we a, did. This whole weekend was a haze of booze. Well, and we did. <laughs> and photos. <laughs> you make it sound like and we got up to some. fruit bread. <laughs> <laughs> we, did, we did some different things from different books. So. We got in as much trouble as you can when you're staying at home and not going anywhere. Right. Yeah. So it was, it was pretty, uh, pretty timid by comparison, I guess. Uh, hey, most importantly. We kind of already mentioned this. What's for dinner tonight? Ribs. Ribs. Mm. All right. So uh, we'll we'll get to this homestyle cookery by Maddie <laughs> Matheson in a second. But per uh, our new pivot for the show, we're going to talk Christmas movies for a second. Okay. So we started this tradition a few years back. I think Victoria kind of got me hooked on it. So I used to fill up the DVR. I would go through at the beginning of December and I would fill up the DVR and hit record for every single Christmas movie. Remember DVR? Right. (laughs) Uh, The the more ridiculous, the better. And, well, we don't have cable anymore. Lots of Lifetime and Hallmark movies. Mm, Love them. We don't do that anymore, but I got him into the ridiculous Christmas movies, and now it's great to have a partner. For for (laughs) viewing good slash bad Christmas movies. Um. So we've we've started that already now that we usually wait until after Thanksgiving and then just kind of dive right into it in earnest uh, for the month of December. And so that's begun. Uh, we kind of had a trifecta, a Southern Christmas movie trifecta. I couldn't tell you where one of those movies started and the next one ended. Well, coincidentally, they had the same producers for each one, the same actors, <laughs> kind of the same story. More or less. The first one being The Christmas Contract from 2018, uh, which had a woman returning back home to her hometown in Louisiana. And of course, there was like a romantic interest and a special guest appearance by Cheryl Ladd. Anything else to add? No. I mean, all these movies kind of follow the same formula and they usually, you know, have some big... uh, Someone's going back home to their small town. Yes. And there's always a romantic angle mm-hmm. to it. 
I saw someone post this thing, and it was a collage of um, like advertisements for Christmas movies. Uh-huh. And every single one of them, I think there were probably about 15 different posters for movies. Every single one of them had a woman in her mid-20s, uh, late or early 30s, wearing a red sweater, and she was cuddled up next to some vaguely Ken ish looking guy. And there's like... Holly, every single one of them was the same. Well, because you know that, you know, a woman is not complete until she has without like her, a handsome... Without uh, her Christmas romance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> kidding, <laughs> listeners. Um, and then after that Christmas contract, we watched Christmas on the Bayou from 2013. Same actors, same producers. Uh, this one starred Ed Asner. <laughs> As uh, Santa, did he play Santa? He played Papa Noel. Oh yeah, yeah. He lived okay. in a secluded cabin in the woods, and strangely, the mother, who was a single mother, uh, allowed her young son to just like wander freely into the woods, where he met up with Ed Asner. It could have been disastrous, but apparently, you know, Ed Asner turned out to be a, a nice guy because he was Santa Claus. But uh, Papa Noel drives rather than a sleigh because, you know, they don't have snow and cold weather in Louisiana. He drives a boat pulled by alligators. And that was that was Papa Noel. All right. Hey, hey, I'm just I'm just don't shoot the messenger. I'm just repeating. Um, And then to to complete this trifecta last night, we watched Christmas uh, in Mississippi and uh this uh, was equally great, and uh, yeah, anyone of by note? great he means horrible. Yeah, <laughs> any anyone of note in there? Um, Hillary Burton, no, Faith Ford, Faith Ford. From, I don't know who that is. Faith Ford um, was a scrappy young woman on Murphy Brown. Oh, she worked with Murphy Brown. Cool. I never watched Mur- Murphy Brown, but there you go. Yeah, she was so. kind of the marquee name in that movie. Um, and then so we watch them so you don't have to. Right. But we did watch one really good one. Yes. Um, called The Man Who Invented Christmas. And it was basically uh, kind of telling the story of like how Charles Dickens wrote uh, Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, and it starred uh, the guy from, I don't remember what his name on uh, Downton Abbey was, but Guy from Downton Abbey. Another show I got to get around to watching. Played Charles Dickens. I watched it like for two seasons and then I... See, all my TV viewing time is uh, taken up by these fantastic holiday classics. (laughs) I don't have a chance to get around to anything else. Oh, and it starred Um, Christopher Plummer too. It was actually really good. Yeah, that was an error on our part. In our quest for (laughs) crappy Christmas movies, we actually stumbled upon one that was pretty great. But you know, Um, I'm... I'm, keeper. I'm waiting for us to get the quality content like the home alones and the plane yes. trains and automobiles and I feel like we'll get to those as the sooner Christmas approaches. Got got to save it for the ramping up to Christmas. Got to cleanse the palate with the garbage <laughs> first with the junk food. So uh yeah, oh, seek those out if you dare. We put up our Christmas tree yesterday. Yeah. Our Christmas tree starting to look pretty festive in here. It is. Um, so our Christmas tree we got from this shop called Secret Treasures that we've talked about. It's where we get a lot of our props. Yep. Nice um, little neighborhood thrift shop, antique style mm-hmm. shop. And it's uh, it's a white Christmas tree. It's the aluminum one. Yep. Like, it's super cute, but we've had it for 
year. It's getting a little long years. in the tooth. It's it's it's, it's leaning getting... <laughs> it's leaning to the left a little bit. It's kind of sad. Kind of like the leaning tower of Pisa. Right. Gather round <laughs> our leaning Christmas tree, vintage um, Christmas tree. Oh yeah, we also watched some great British great British bake off. Yep. Um, Finish that and watch the little holiday things. Yep. So, Sounds like we just sit around and watch TV all day. It does. That's what we do at night. Yep. So when you go. on Christmas the weekends movies. when we drink. You <laughs> <laughs> don't want anything too serious. No. So uh, let's dive into this book. Uh, okay. Maddie Matheson. Canadian food celebrity. I was kind of unaware of him. I mean, I guess I was aware of him. He's got he's on YouTube and he had a previous cookbook out that was a little more chefy mm-hmm. in uh, in point of view. But uh, this one, I think, uh, as the name implies, is a little more simple, kind of rustic home style cooking. Um, anything to add about Mr. Maddie? No, he I know you he, were doing some like reconnaissance on him. He, and stuff. Well, number one, he seems to me like this kind of like punk rock farmer, uh, redneck type thing. That's what the like that's that's his, that's his aesthetic. Yeah, cool. But I mean, yeah, and he works for me. Yeah, he's I don't know. He's like super into food, and he has a lovely little family, and and uh, uh, I believe his restaurant just closed in 2019. Okay. Um. The the uh, book's chapters are kind of organized uh, so that they get progressively a little bit more difficult. So you can start with like some simple uh, breads and stocks and stuff like that. And then you can kind of gradually work your way up through like the vegetable, pasta, sandwich, and soup. And then I know there's like some grilling and smoking toward the end. And then there are some dessert uh, recipes in here, even though he kind of claims that he's not much of a baker um, which I guess we can relate to. Yeah, I feel like a lot of cooks say that they're not bakers. Yeah. I feel like it's probably more common, and maybe you have insight into this from your culinary journeys, but uh, people that do baking and pastry can generally cook, uh-huh. but not the other way around. Uh-huh. So like, you can be a really well-known chef or a good cook. Doesn't mean you can necessarily bake really well. Is that I've, fair I've, to say? I find that to be somewhat true, yes. Okay. I would agree. My observations are are correct. Um, okay, so I mean, we enjoyed this book. I believe we made six dishes uh-huh. from it, um, ranging from the simple to the absurd, like the canned tuna dish with the chickpeas, <laughs> which I think that was uh, you humoring me and indulging me. <laughs> so, so, you know, some of the stuff we made was just because it was kind of. Silly. A little bit wacky. Yeah. But, you know. And, and he, and he kind of leans into some of the, you know, like the canned foods. And, and you know, I know there was a bread recipe where it's cooked in like an apple juice can and stuff. So, like, there's a definite little bit of, like, whimsy involved mm-hmm. with some of the recipes, which I can appreciate. Um, yeah. Definitely has a point of view and it comes across in, in the in the writing. Each one of the recipes has little intros. Those are my those are my favorite parts to read in the I love book. How he, well, he's got a recipe for a sub sandwich and uh, he's like, you can't get a you can't get a good sub sandwich in Canada. You know, in it, when you go to the States, like in New York, you can go to a bodega and get a sub sandwich. You can get a sub sandwich anywhere. Yep. But, you know, I'm making one and I love it and. 
come on, sub sandwiches. And I'm just like, well, and we, we made uh, what was called a kitchen sink salad in the book. And that Mm -hmm. was basically referred to as like a sub sandwich without the bread. I was thinking about it in the, when I was in the shower today Uh and it was kind of like, think about sub sandwiches in the (laughs) the shower a lot. No, I was, (laughs) I was thinking about the salad because I had, I had just posted the photo. Gotcha. On Instagram. I wasn't just like a randomly thinking of a salad. Hey, no judgment. I'm with you. <laughs> Although I do have weird shower thoughts. So okay. it's got to be the shower tea that's doing it yep. to me. Um, but anyway, I, I was thinking it was kind of like an anti-pasto platter mm-hmm. in salad form. Yeah, um, I could totally see that. And then he Lots also, of meats and cheeses. Mm-hmm. And then he also had, he had uh, we did not make it, but in his book he has this like 12-layered, affair and he's like i know you can't eat this but i just really want you to oh make yeah it. it was like a layered layered dip yes yeah it's like i know you can't eat this but you gotta you yeah. gotta make it and post photos to social media that would have been a bit much for yeah. for us to try and do something with but uh we we had it we enjoyed it we had a great time we we cooked a lot of stuff um should we talk about rankings yes let's all do right it. we'll dive into it so we rank each book uh, from one to five in a variety of categories, beginning with food photography and styling. You want to you want to go first, Victoria? Sure thing. Uh, I gave it a four. Okay. Um, the food photos were nice and simple. It's you know some books will have like dark photography and light photography. Yeah. This was all light and airy. Um, Quinton Bacon is the photographer. He's got a great Instagram. Oh. Um, he also worked on Inya Gardens most recent book as well as uh from from scratch by michael ruhlman we know that one and oaxaca so a lot of abrams titles which is the publisher of this book okay Um, yeah so yeah all right just a little side note sorry about that um the food photos were nice and simple and it was mostly food there was a couple of like maddie and his girls and yeah you know family photos Mm -hmm. down at the farm yeah so yeah i've i've it was beautiful to me. Okay. Um, I actually gave this a five. Um, and I, I took some notes, uh, you know, because I wanted to give the illusion of being prepared for this podcast. Mm-hmm. And so I said simple, natural, rustic, uh, unfussy. Uh, most of the food photos feature what I would consider kind of like thrift store or vintage dishes that had like some different, you know, patterns on it or something. Um very minimal mm-hmm. a lot of them uh what am i trying to say like the the preparation of them they would be a little bit kind of like, like oh, rustic is probably a good way of putting it you know where it's just like you know there'll be crumbs on the plate and and something with a fork stuck in the middle of it or something so they're 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 not meant to look like some five-star restaurant presentation or something like that. It's supposed to look like home cookery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thus the name. Hey, how about that? Um, can we talk about the cover? Yes. Okay, so the cover, and I wish you could see this. You'll have to look it up on your own. Um, when we first got the book, I hated the cover. It was probably my one critique of the book. I just, I just thought it was weird and silly and then i i read somewhere that it's kind of a parody on like those like 80s celebrity chef covers where uh it's got the chef in this like stylized 
kitchen full of props and mm-hmm. and there stands Maddie with all of his tattoos and a stained ripped t-shirt. <laughs> I was just like, what the hell? But then when I got the joke, it it was now no longer like annoying to me and I thought it was kind of kind of funny and I got it. So Okay. Yeah. Any thoughts on the on the cover? I'm a sucker for a good embossed cover. This has got the embossed lettering. I do like the embossing. Yeah. Um, okay, so four and five. All uh, right. Design and layout. What did you do? I did a five. Okay. Um, as I mentioned, the recipe intros, the little paragraphs, were the probably the most entertaining read for me. Um, he definitely has a point of view that comes across. Well, as you're reading it, you can just imagine him talking like, Hey man, yeah. you know, I really, I really love this, uh, sandwich. My mom used to make it for me, blah, yep. blah, you know? Yeah. Lots of, lots of personal stories that kind of, uh, make that connection between, you know, food and his, his upbringing. Um, but the, you know, the, the book itself it does not have a lot of like extraneous information it's it's mostly just you know a little bit about himself at the beginning and then it just kind of dives right into the the chapters and then most of the pages it's just like a recipe on one page and then maybe an accompanying photo it, it'll you know it gives you the estimated prep time and the estimated amount of people it serves just like most cookbooks do so uh thoughtful layout um Nothing, no, no extra stuff, you know. If you yeah, just, usually at the beginning of a book, there'll be something like what you need in your pantry, yeah, tools you need to cook with, yeah, you know, um, None cooking of that type methods. Of stuff. No, no, it just kind of like there was a brief introduction, and it may about just writing the book. be because this is kind of like geared toward the home cook, uh-huh. so maybe it's just you know we don't need to talk about special equipment and ingredients and stuff like this. Well, none of the, none of the recipes, I mean, f- even from the ones that I looked at, there's really no special ingredients. All you need to do is go to the store and buy a can of apple juice. <laughs> 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 Who drinks cans of apple juice? I don't know. Where and do that, you that get was, a can? Where I, do you get an apple juice? I was can? intrigued by that recipe, but I wasn't going to go get a can of apple juice just to make some bread, just to drink the apple juice or dump it down the drain. But here's or, my question. Where do you get can like big cans of apple juice? Does my, it come in my cans? apple juice drinking days stopped when I was about six? Gross! Just the idea of thinking of like the idea of like drinking canned juice kind of grosses me out. Yeah, because I you. I think it would just be like tinny. Yeah, and bleh. yeah. <laughs> well, that was a tangent. Yeah. Um, um, I be I gave it a five too. Okay. Um, pretty. I all my notes were basically everything you said. Yeah. Um, degree of difficulty. Uh, I gave it a two and a half. Okay. Um, I have one question though. So yes. we, <laughs> and I know you're not, I'll, I'll, I'll gladly make up an answer. No, for you're you. not going to have an answer because okay. we've talked about this at length. So, and I don't, I didn't know where to like kind of put this in, but it's a burning question for me. So we made this um, recipe. It was this cauliflower recipe that uh, was called, it was called meal fui, which is, I don't know why he's calling it because that is a pastry term. It, it means like, it's like a flaky pastry. Okay. And I have no, and I've tried looking for, 
any other kind of application of this word huh. that you could use in like a savory context. And no luck, huh? No luck. Huh. So I think he was just kind of making up a name for it. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, yeah, I gave it a 2.5. Everything was really pretty simple. Yeah, I mean, at least the dishes we tackled. And I, as I understand, we, we've, I've seen his first cookbook. I'm aware of it. I haven't really paged through it or read it. I don't know if you have. Um, as I understand, that was the more kind of complicated, chef-y, let me like show off my cooking chops kind of book. And this is like kind of a departure from that, like almost the opposite of that. Um, and so for degree of difficulty, I gave it a, a three. Um, for that reason, because like, it starts very easy. I think, um, those early chapters that focus on like making stocks and little quick breads and stuff like probably those, the degree of difficulty would be more in the like one or two range. And like just about anyone could tackle those with ease. And I think bread seems harder. Like the idea of having bread at the beginning these were pretty yeah, easy that's recipes. True. That's yeah, true. You're and right. I don't even know that we cooked any. Just we've been baking so much bread uh-huh. lately that it just didn't didn't appeal to us. But and then as you progress through the book, that's when it gets a little bit more difficult. I thought that was really clever. Yeah, the way that was arranged because then you can kind of like pick where you're comfortable starting with. And towards the end, you get to like smoked and grilled yes. foods, and things that are going to take desserts. longer. Yep. Yeah, yeah, more prep time and all that. Um. But yeah, I mean, as as the name implies, like it's it's home cooks, and it, you know nothing was too too crazy to to make. Um, and then, lastly, most importantly, taste. I gave it a three point five. You and your point fives. But I think some <laughs> of that is because of the things that we chose. Like, okay, we did. I like that tuna dish. That was completely to humor you because I I don't think I really ate that. I like canned tuna. Yeah. We keep it in the pantry, and yeah. if I'm looking for something to you know throw together for lunch, I'll grab some canned tuna, olive oil preferred. I uh, really have to be craving it. I have yeah. to have a craving. Otherwise, I'm just kind of like, bleh. I feel like I didn't eat it for a long time, and then I kind of like revisited it lately, and now it's something that I try and keep in our pantry just because it's a nice option for uh, like a quick lunch when you don't feel like doing much i can mix up some of that throw it on a bagel mm-hmm. chop up some pickles and capers and throw a little bit of dijon mustard in there follow me for more so recipes tuna, on Instagram. tuna salad <laughs> <laughs> um and the i also had a little bit of trouble with the uh mortadella sandwich just because because uh we made focaccia for Specifically for this mortadella sandwich, mm-hmm. I haven't I haven't had mortadella in yonks, so it was kind of nice. Um, if you don't know, mortadella is basically fancy bologna. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> um, way of putting it. Yeah, with or without the pistachios, um, but it was so much bread, like because yes. <laughs> I feel like we probably could have cut the focaccia in half, but then I feel like it would have fallen apart. So it was a lot of bread. Yeah. It was one of those things where I pulled it apart to eat it. Yeah. Um, and we had a, we made a pasta and clams dish, which was fantastic. That was probably my favorite dish from the book. And I think it's kind of funny that I will eat clams and not mussels. Yeah. It's, I don't know what it is. It's weird. Is it like a texture thing or? I, they both have the same, yeah. well, they kind of have the same texture. Yeah. I think clams are more toothsome. I feel yeah, like. See, I feel like. 
muscles are more chewy. Yeah. Well, yeah. Eh, I don't know. Huh. I don't know. <laughs> but it was I, good. I like them both. And I ate it. And we had no problem finding clams this time. Yep. <laughs> there was no driving around to five different stores. Hey, don't forget that fried mortadella sandwich had American cheese on it. When was the last <gasps> time we bought packs of American cheese? Oh, my gosh. Cheese? I know. I know. And then we had, a, and then we had I think up until like <laughs> last week, we still had a slice of American cheese pounding around in our fridge like i think our dog olive ate it yeah. finally <laughs> we gave up the ghost and we're like she's, here eat this she's always good for eating american cheese <laughs> but uh yeah was that sausage and clam one your favorite dish it was yeah that was a good one it was delicious and we we did a focaccia as you mentioned mm-hmm. and in spite of my efforts to sabotage it it actually turned out i can't turn my back for one dang so second. hey this is a pet peeve of recipes that i have uh when they call for something divided and uh it confuses me so like i was supposed to reserve half a cup of the olive oil to uh put in the sheet pan that you bake the focaccia in and i just dumped it all in the mix and this is why we (laughs) read the entire recipe before we start cooking Uh, now you tell me i know (laughs) uh but it it turned out we kind of crossed our fingers and prayed to the bread gods and Boom. I mean, it would it have worked. been, it would have soaked up anyway during the baking. That's so true. You just cut down a stuff, I guess. <laughs> I made up my own recipe. <laughs> Happy accidents. Disaster averted. Uh, so, taste. You had 3.5. Mm-hmm. I had a four. All right. Uh, was this a healthy book to cook from? Probably not. so not. much. <laughs> <laughs> Is it normally how we'd eat? Probably not, but no. it was fun. We enjoyed it. I think. For the most part, we enjoyed most of the dishes. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, they were kind of amusing and 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 fun. So, what more can you ask? Um, not unlike the son of a southern chef that we just cooked from, yes. where it's like a lot of the same kind of like whimsical dishes and yeah, there was a little bit of a irreverence to yeah. it, which I I'm, I'll take some irreverence with my cooking. Absolutely, we don't need to be serious all the time. No, I enjoyed it this a lot. Be fun. Uh. So, okay, uh, if you guys liked the episode, please rate and review it. Uh, you can find us on the web at wecookbooks.com, uh, as well as our Instagram at we underscore cook underscore books, and Facebook at we cook books. Uh, production assistance was provided by Danny Schaefer. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. And uh, please help spread the word about the podcast. Uh, we really appreciate everyone tuning in. Wait. And... Um, no joke? Oh, I've got a joke. Okay. <laughs> I just wanted to take care of, you know, thanking okay. thanking everyone first. But uh, Look at me being all rude. I know. Screw well, you all, I, I guess. I mean, I can understand your enthusiasm. <laughs> I mean, this is probably what you look forward to each week. Absolutely. Is just, uh, this, this joke that I'm going to drop on you. Uh, yeah, so uh, I don't know if you heard, I've been kind of working on some music this week and... Uh, I was upstairs in our little studio room that we use and uh, been writing this song about a burrito. It's actually more of a rap. But. Okay. Oh, my God. I didn't even realize you were going into a joke. I'm like, what are you talking about? You're not working on music. It always sounds better when I, you know, say it in the first person perspective. (laughs) So there you go. Uh, Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, Be safe. Be safe. Enjoy your week. Bye.